Hello, and welcome to Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me, as always, the man, the myth, the one they called Wild Yeast, Alessandro Bielsi. <laughs> I thought we were waiting on that one. I didn't think I, we were going to do it this episode. I was going to, but I was not prepared. <laughs> it's disappointing. This came out of the show notes earlier, about 30 seconds before the show began. Apparently, I called you that in the previous episode, so I figured let's just keep that rolling. It's only uh, been one week. I figured like you would remember that pretty well. <laughs> Dude, it was late. It was, it was like before the week was about to start. I was already checked out, and it ended up being a pretty decent episode. <laughs> it's good to know that you bring your A game for the audience. <laughs> you know it. Um, uh, this episode, we're going to be discussing Sausage Party, much like this episode. Um, but first, Al, what are we drinking? Uh, so we are d- drinking. I think this is the uh, first beer that you picked out. Of all the beers that we've done. There's a little story to that. We'll get to it. Uh, oh, I'd love to hear it. Um, so we're drinking Stone Delicious IPA. Sorry, I got a sidetrack for a second because I'm realizing that uh, this bottle is slightly misshapen, which is not really encouraging. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, Stone Delicious IPA. Um, we've done Stone once before on this on our, one of our episodes. We'll be doing it at least one more time. I can guarantee you that. Um, probably more than one more time. It's a citrusy India pale ale with lemon drop and Eldorado hops. Uh, I have used Eldorado hops in brewing. They're very nice. I have mm. not used lemon drop hops. I don't know much about them. Okay. Um, it is 7.7% alcohol by volume. Stone Delicious IPA, according to the fine brewers there. This beer was fermented from barley, a grain consisting of gluten and crafted to reduce gluten. That doesn't really make sense. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Are they just this checking be- to see if we're actually reading? <laughs> this beer was fermented from barley, a grain containing gluten, and crafted to reduce gluten. That's kind of confusing. The gluten <laughs> content of this beer cannot be verified, and this beer may contain gluten. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even notice that. From the beginning, Stone's been obsessed with the mission of providing people access to bold, high-quality craft beer. After all, great beer is for everyone, and anyone with the good taste to recognize it. Not just a niche group like an Uber Beer Geeks. <laughs> so when we developed this pleasantly bitter, delicious, deliciously citrusy, hop-driven IPA, we took it as an opportunity to go a step further and do something we'd spent over a year researching and perfecting. Create a beer that makes it possible for nearly everyone to experience. Our aggressive, no-holds-barred approach to craft brewing. It's a flavorful, cutting-edge, modern-day IPA for everyone. Lemon Drop and Eldorado hops provide plenty of fruity citrus character and a burst of hop zing that sings on the palate. We're proud to present it to those who already know us for our IPA prowess and those who, so far, have only heard the legends. Cheers. Cheers. That's a little clink. (laughs) We're not in the same room, so I'm just going to click the microphone. (laughs) What do you think of that, good sir? Uh, I mean, it's a pretty delicious IPA. Okay. okay. Unfully intended. Uh, a couple things there to note. First, it is not just Stone Delicious IPA. It is Stone Delicious Registered Trademark IPA, if you look a little closer. And on oh, the wow, back, is that teeny, is repeated. That is a teeny little TM in there. Yeah. I didn't notice it until I turned the beer around and saw that it was a little bit bigger on the back. I'm really, I'm really disturbed by this bottle. I can't get over it because I'm like, I still got it here. It's like 
almost flat on the side where like the main labeling is. Yeah, it seems like, like you might have gotten. Uh... It's really misshapen glass. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you won't die. No, I'm sure I won't either. I'm just really glad it didn't like explode or something. <laughs> so a, a couple of things about this beer and uh, why I chose it. So the other day I was gonna grill some food. And um, I had like a night to myself. I was going to be grilling. I was going to play some games. I wanted to have a beer that I could drink with it and then play some games later on um, and have another one or two. And lately I've been getting into IPAs. Now Al knows this, but I, I've never, I was never a fan before. And he kind of turned me on to them with a few of the beers that we've had. And like since then, they've been growing on me. So one of the things that I've noticed that I see in the ones that I like are uh, Citra hops. Okay. Um, which wait sp- specifically Citra hops yeah, or yeah. C- citrusy hops? Citra. Okay. And I just kind of assumed it was the citrusy flavors that came along with it that I was enjoying. Okay. So I was looking through the. I went to the uh, the local liquor store. I was looking through the beer selection. I was looking for something, anything that said Citra hops, and I couldn't find it. So I moved over to my friend, the Lemon. And I started searching for citrusy <laughs> and lemon. <laughs> um, w- enter our friend Stone Delicious IPA. Now, I want a delicious beer, and I was like, "Huh, it's kind of right <laughs> there. On the, it's right there on the label. I gotta, I gotta give this one a go." And then I read a little further. Now, Al, you're not a fan of uh, the Uncharted series. It's a adventure game, action adventure game on a uh, PlayStation. Oh, it's not that I dislike it. I've just never played it. Either. Right. That, yeah, I don't mean that you dislike You're not like an active fan. Uh, Brian, uh, our other editor at the Spin Shoon, is a huge fan of Uncharted. Uh, he got me into the series, and he would appreciate this. I read this, and apparently my brain does this new word association thing that's something that came along with the first Uncharted game. So I read it as Citrusy India Pale Ale with Lemon Drop and El Goddamn Dorado Hops, <laughs> because there is a character named Sully in Uncharted, <laughs> and that's one of his famous lines from that game. <laughs> well, like, we're going to El Goddamn Dorado? <laughs> I believe it was something along the lines of, it's El Goddamn Dorado, <laughs> and... <laughs> That's just one of those things that sticks with you for some reason. Um, and he just kind of throws a goddamn in there every once in a while, even when it doesn't actually make sense with the sentence structure. So of course. it's just uh, anytime I see El Dorado, it's as if it's not two words in between that space. That's where that's what goes there. Um, so I was like, this one's checking all the boxes. Got a chuckle. Says delicious. Got mentions lemons. <laughs> I was like, this should this should do. Um this is a uh, th- these are my standards <laughs> as of right now. So what what beers have you had with Citra Hops in them? Um see that's my problem is I don't remember the names of the beers unfortunately. That's a problem. Um you gave me one a while back and then something I think uh one of Kim's cousins had brought one over or shared one with us. And then uh Kim and I were at one of the bars, the local bars around here, and they had two on tap, and I grabbed them, and I, I loved both of them, and unfortunately, I don't remember what they are, but I will have to go back there and find out. Um, but that has been pretty consistent. If I, if I see Citra Hops, I tend to really like the beer, so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out my, my beer game here, I'm trying to bring a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> so no, I, I appreciate that. That um, That's the way you got to do it. Uh, once you find something you like... Gotta find anything that you can that kind of fits with that sort of style. Uh, I was just thinking because I have seen a couple of beers that advertise using Citra, although I don't think I've ever actually drank any of them. Yeah. Um, 
and also it's something that I've been noticing, especially in kind of like the last year. Uh, not enough of these beers actually really advertise which hops they use, which is kind of disappointing. I'm like, I like that this one did. I think some of it's kind of this whole paranoid secrecy thing that they do, but uh, like you can say what you can say what sort of hop you're using, and it doesn't matter if you're not giving the specifications of what like volume of hops you're using and at what point. It's not like someone can go like rip off your beer, and all these beers are like you know you can reverse engineer it and figure it out anyway, kind of. So. Mm-hmm. I, I wish more of these craft beers would do it. I mean, there's plenty of them that do, but not nearly enough for my my liking. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, if you told me all the types of hops in there, this is how I'm figuring out the ones that I like. So that helps me. I would not. I wouldn't be able to read your label and go make your beer. So get over it. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of my point. Yeah. Like, um, and I and I'm still I'm kind of starting to get there with certain hops and certain types of beer and certain like types of malt where I can start to pick out sometimes mm-hmm. what's in there, but I'm way, way far away from being able to do that reliably. Like if you just give me an IPA and be like, oh, what are hops are in there? I'll be like, mm, I'll start guessing with the four C's because that's what a lot of the American like IPAs use. So like, mm-hmm. but outside of that, like I wouldn't be able to pick out a citrus or my shirt shit wouldn't be able to pick out a lemon drop. <laughs> what about that El Dorado? To, to my knowledge, I've never. What about that El Goddamn Dorado? Yeah, to... <laughs> can you put goddamn hops in your next beer? <laughs> I use El Dorado in one of mine, um, and I remember, I remember liking it, smelling it before I threw it into the wort. Like when I was brewing it, like mm. there's something about cutting open a fresh bag of hops and just there's it's so way over the top intense, but it just smells so good. Al, do you sniff glue? No, but I do sniff hops. All right, just checking. Um, so there's a, another thing that I noticed with this beer. I'm on the, this is like the the fourth, I believe, of the six pack that I'm I'm partaking in. Um, and I've drink I've had it you in are. like yeah, I've had it in a few <laughs> different temperatures so far. And maybe you can you can explain to me if there's any credence to this, but I've noticed that just slightly lower than room temperature, it tastes the best. I've had it really, um, yes. really cold, and I it tasted just like you know that that hairspray taste that I used to hate. <laughs> um, I don't remember ever talking about hairspray. I remember talking about soy, but that's about it. Okay, so um, anybody that has an IPA for the first time thinks it tastes like hairspray. Um, I've never had that experience. It's just a fact. <laughs> no, I remember the first time I had an IPA. It was in Florida. Uh, we went to Uncle Eddie's favorite place in Ybor City. I was not aware of what an IPA was at the time. I was not 21 at the time. So my beer knowledge was, was pretty low, honestly. Florida, and, um, you're under arrest. <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead and retroactively arrest me. <laughs> Tampa City, uh, like, No, police. no, arrest Florida. <laughs> um, they provided the alcohol. But, uh, I, yeah, I had one, and I was like, what the fuck is that that I just took a sip of? Hmm. Uh, and I took another sip, I was like... This is unlike anything I've ever fucking had that is anything remotely like a beer. Uh, and that's how I was introduced to IPAs. And um, I liked it. Yeah. Surprisingly. So, uh, but I don't remember there being any hairspray component to that. Oh, well, I'm sure a good chunk of people will understand where I'm coming from. Um, as far as your Brian, question about, Brian will. I know that for a fact. Your question about the temperature, though. Um, so... A lot of people rip on like the British for serving their beer warm. Mm. They don't serve it warm, to my knowledge. I've never been 
but they serve it warmer than we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, most beer should not be drank ice cold, uh, even though it can be quite refreshing like on a summer day or whatever. Sure. Um, but most beer should be served not at room temperature. It should be colder than that, but not as warm or not as cold as when you like freshly take it out of the, the fridge. Right. Probably, but most beers like take it out of the fridge, leave it outside for 10, 15 minutes, like, you know, at room temperature. Right. Before you start drinking it because the cold suppresses a lot of the flavors of um, the beer and, and a lot of things. It's not just beer, um, but especially IPA, it suppresses hop flavor. So mm. um, IPAs are definitely better enjoyed not at like 35 degrees or whatever the refrigerator you normally have it at. Sure. Probably 45 degrees is better. Right. So, yeah, so that's it's, that's funny because like I, I took it home. Um, it, was in, it was refrigerated when I picked it up. I took it home. I had it on the counter and I was cooking and then I... I poured myself a glass. Um, I had chilled the glass for like five minutes or something like that because I just like a chilled glass. But yeah, I hadn't put it right in the fridge. So it was kind of, it had been sitting out for a few minutes. Poured it in and I was like, ooh, I really like this. And then I put the rest of them in the fridge. And later that night, uh, I grabbed another one while I was playing a game and I had chilled the glass again. And I got myself the beer and I poured it. And it was really, really cold that time. And that's when all I tasted was bitter. And I was like, oh. This doesn't taste like the first beer. And I then, the next time I tried it, I went back again. And that's what I'm doing this time for the fourth time. And I, I gave it a little time out of the fridge first, and it totally made a difference in the flavor. I Or at least in my mind it did, but now it sounds like that's actually a thing. Yeah, no, it definitely is. That's not um, that's not just like a psychosomatic thing that you have going on. That's, um, um, especially IPAs, yeah, like, like 45 to 55 degrees is where... Um, like their peak ranges. So that's why a lot of times, like if you pour one when it's cold, um, kind of the second half of the beer is, uh, like the best part of it. Mm. Um, both because depending on what sort of, if, especially if you're drinking it out of a glass, um, you can, it'll get a little airing to it. So like, that'll help open up some of the flavors as well as the temperature increase. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Anyway, this one, um, for me, it's a, it's, it's just a little bit better than okay. Like, I would drink it again if it was an option, and uh, some there were some other things there that I wasn't a huge fan of, but I don't think I would go out of my way for this one. Um, I don't know. I like, well, I mean, I guess I probably wouldn't just because Stone is expensive, and other of their beers I like more than this one. Sure. But, like, if you just handed me this, I'd be pretty happy to drink it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I like it. Uh, it's pretty colored, too. It's very light. A lot of IPAs tend to be uh, getting more towards the amber. It's kind of how the IPAs I like that I've been making. Um, but this one's a very pale color, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly, a little bit hazy. Uh, you guys can't cool. see this, but Al's got the glass, and he's just like holding it up and inspecting it like a connoisseur. Well, that's a, <laughs> big, that's out. a big thing for this. For <laughs> the, that, that's kind of the new frontier of all this, with, with uh, especially these beers tend to be filtered. But the haziness is more of a... Um, a northeast um, IPA thing, and Stone is California. It's a West Coast. Uh, their style of IPA is a little bit different, and um, so I was surprised a little bit by the haziness. Hmm. Are you a? Uh, I know we had the. What was it? The sour cherry beer. Um, uh, Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Are you? If we and we probably talked about this a little bit, but you are you into the sour beers? Um, I like the ones at Newburg. I haven't, I've only had a couple that weren't from them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I don't, 
feel like I have a great picture of all of the, the couple that I've had from other breweries have been good. Yeah. But like it's really like been like two other ones. Like I've had a handful of sours, uh, or I've tried a handful of sours lately, and Kim's liking them a lot, and she's been ordering them, so like I'll have a sip of hers. But there's some that are like subtly sour, and it's really, really good, and I find it very drinkable. And then there's other ones that are like, like Atomic Warheads, like they're like they're super sour. Like you take that first sip, and you like your mouth closes up. And I thought I would hate it, but I really love sour candy, <laughs> and now that I expect it. I was like, oh, this is good. And like, you take a sip and you wince. <laughs> and then you take another sip and you wince. <laughs> and you continue to do that until your tongue is burning. <laughs> well, you uh, you have really enjoyed Newberg's Checkpoint Charlie. And that's of right. the very sour variety, right? I like that one, yeah. Um, and we'll do another one of those soon. They just released a new one that's been canned. It's, I think, a strawberry sour hmm. beer. So I haven't had it. I was all about that sour cherry porter. And we'll have to have that again. Uh, hopefully that's still available for purchase. Uh, that was like a one-off beer, so. Yeah. Al, you're gonna have to go over there and pull some strings. <laughs> I want my sour pulling, cherry beer back. I'm already pulling strings for this, uh, for this keg, so. <laughs> <laughs> pull the other ones. <laughs> There's only so many strings to pull. So, um, the moral of the story is that even though when we were younger we were told not to judge a book by its cover... I took that literally, and I judged this beer specifically by its cover, and it said delicious on it. So, do it. <laughs> Give it a try. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's fine. Got you with the, uh, oh, this beer is delicious. Oh, I like delicious yeah, beer. Yeah, it was like, I was looking through everything, and I was like, ah, what do I want? What do I want? I was like, I really want like a delicious, oh. <laughs> well, hello there. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and move on to our our movie portion of this. And before we get into Sausage Party, um, a couple of things in the news. One is the Black Panther teaser dropped. Um, I watched it once. I didn't go over and over it because I'm I'm trying to stay away from trailers a little bit. Um, as we've talked about in the past, I feel like they've been ruining movies for me. Just a just a touch. Marvel hasn't really done a bad job lately, but I'm just waiting for them to do it. They did, the Spider Man one was a little rough, as we mentioned. But that's Sony, not Marvel. Right. Um. Well. Yeah. So this particular film, I gave a, a just a, a quick watch, you know, and I, I was super interested. Um. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh. Played the Hobbit. Oh, one of the Hobbits. Uh. What's his name? Uh, Free, Freedom, what is it? Martin Freeman. That one, yes. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, he captivates did, me the minute he's on screen. Did he have any actual lines in that trailer? Nope, just saw his face. Yeah, <laughs> he he might have said like one or across, two things. <laughs> it was just, incidentally, it was him sitting across from Gollum, which is pretty awesome. Right. Wait, no. Yeah. That was not him. Was that him? Andy Serkis plays Ulysses Claw. The yeah, first time he showed up was I didn't even Volta. realize that was him. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's him. That's great. <laughs> the halfway, I wonder if they screwed up during, <laughs> during filming. Halfway through, they just like drop a Lord of the Rings line. Damn it! <laughs> oh, I would love if like between like a blooper takes, reel? if they were like between <laughs> takes or like a, yeah, a blooper reel. Andy Circus just randomly jumps into like my crash. Right. Like <laughs> I'm sure there'd be at least one. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, like I, he, I would pay to watch that blooper reel. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, yeah, what did you think of that, that teaser? You mentioned that scene though, because that was like one of the big things I pulled out of watching that trailer. Because I I only just watched it once right when it came out. I haven't watched it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my first thought was I didn't realize. I don't know if they had announced this prior or whatever, but uh, it looks like Ulysses Claw is going to be a pretty important character. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure what's going on there. I think it, I don't know if it's like it goes any deeper than like setting up the story. Well, I just know that they showed him in multiple different scenes in the trailer, so like he's not going to yeah. be kind of one off again. Like I assumed that they were kind of setting him up for more because he had just a bit part in Ultron, but right, um right, right. I, I it, it's kind of looking like he might be like one of like the two main villains in this movie. Yeah, I, I I'd be down for that. Oh, me too. I, I I really enjoy Andy Serkis. I just didn't know, I didn't know that he was pegged for like a big role in this movie, and it looks like he is. Yeah, I, I'm I that yeah that'd be pretty dope. Um, I just I'm hoping that Martin Freeman has a has a decent, de- has some decent time on screen because I yeah because they I didn't enjoy give him his much, performances. They didn't give him much to do in Civil War either. Mm-hmm. Um, what about so? There's another thing that I noticed about this. Uh, the main actor is it Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. Um, he seems like a total badass. This guy. Yeah, I, I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else other than this role so right. far. Um, but he seems to handle himself pretty well. Yeah. He's uh, got he's got an impressive presence on screen. Yeah, exactly. Like I he I almost like a. Like a regal. I mean, I know they're they're kind of going for that, but like yeah, he's king. He's literally right. king. Mm-hmm. It, but like it, it it conveys like right across <laughs> like in the trailer. I mean, I know we've seen him in another film before, but I I kind of try to hold the trailer a little bit apart from that to make it like I mean, he wasn't like fully defined in that movie. Um, yeah, but it was. I, I I'm excited. I I had no int- like I wasn't like super interested in this at all. I wasn't really that interested like even a little bit interested i was just like okay yeah it's gonna be a marvel movie it's coming out i'll see it i'll probably enjoy it like i do all of them yeah, yeah i'm excited for it no yeah um i was um I, I liked what they did in that uh in that trailer i'm i'm curious to see where they go with this um it's cool it's got a huge cast um and obviously i guess you know because it seems most if not all of it's going to be taking place in a small fictional african um nation there's a lot of famous black actors and actresses mm-hmm. um like it just jumped over to the page um of like the first 20 people that are listed yeah all but two of them are african-american or african or british but they're like the only white right. people on this are martin freeman and uh andy circus yeah you got chadwick boseman michael b jordan who i believe is playing the main villain in this oh is that who he is i i he was was he in a he, recently in something else Marvel related? Yeah, he was in Fantastic the Four movie, but we didn't. Yes, know that. which was I guess Fox Marvel whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that he's getting his uh, getting into a role in <laughs> outside of that movie in, in the Marvel universe. I actually think he's he's pretty solid as an actor. I've I've seen him in a couple of little things. Um, I, he was what was it Creed? He was in right. Yes, which that was, was also. Great. That was directed by Ryan Coogler, who's directing this movie as well. Oh, awesome. He he crushed it in that movie. He was fantastic. I didn't see that. Actually, he's been in a couple of things now, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I'm just realizing now as I'm looking at this, um, they both of them worked together in Fruitvale Station as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. I wanted to. 
That I didn't see it either, but that was the that was like the directorial debut of Ryan Coogler. Oh, okay. Um, cool. and I know, and that was Michael pretty well received, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was critically received well. Um, I I didn't get a chance to see it. I know it's based on a true story. I think, right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, obviously a, a sad one. Yeah. Um, but also, um, the, he also I think worked with someone else. And wait, hang on, a second. do I have this wrong? Yeah, no, sorry. It's just that one, I guess. But uh, no, I was just sorry. I was looking at the rest of you got Lupita Nyong'o's in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got uh, Denai Guerrero from uh, Walking Dead. Yep, that's funny. The two of them, um, Denai wrote a play or produced a play. Really? That, that um, Lupita Nyong'o starred in. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, um, that's pretty interesting. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I saw it with Kim a while back. Um, but yeah, uh, the two of them. I, I'd be. I'm so down to see them in other stuff. You also got uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who most people probably don't know him, or maybe not don't know the name, but he was uh, the main character in Get Out. Get Out. What was that? That was that the movie. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I didn't realize actually that he was in this. Uh, you got Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett. Forrest Whitaker and his eye. And his eye. Yes, they act, of course. They act separately. <laughs> yes, they're we know. Both, both, both captivating. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's other people too. That shit was on the main main yeah, page. That's it's it's a it's quite the bill. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I yeah, like I I'm. It's funny after seeing. <laughs> I really like. I always enjoyed when a Spider-Man movie was coming out. I'm more interested in this movie. Yeah. Um. Well, now that we're on the third iteration of Spider-Man, we kind of know the drill, right? So this is a character that uh, at least I don't know a, a ton about. I know that the character existed before they planned on bringing him in, but I didn't really know anything about him. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm excited for it. Um, Just back to Michael B. Jordan for a second. Uh, I don't know if you saw that awkward moment, but that movie I find to be hilarious. I know it's not like... I don't even think it was remotely well received, if I remember correctly. But I—it's one of those like just silly, like romantic comedy buddy movies as well. That it's just like it's just really funny. Yeah, I didn't see that. The, the only thing I know him from—he um, was on a, a couple of seasons, I guess, of um, what's it called, uh, Friday Night Lights. Okay. Um, so that's what I know him from. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in so in that awkward moment. He was actually in that with. Um, with Miles Teller and the two of them, I'm pretty sure were in Fantastic Four. Yeah, Miles Teller played um, Reed Richards, I believe. So that's funny. Just, uh, just odd, <laughs> odd things that people have been together for a while. I wonder how that goes down. It's like, I mean, we're not in this business at all, so I haven't. I mean, it could very well go down like this. It's like, oh, like I enjoyed working with this person, or I'm sure a lot of things go like by reference and things like that. Like, or people that you enjoyed working with, if you could vouch for them. I don't know what gives you. Like uh, the pull to vouch for somebody, but I imagine that that's how these people get linked up together. Unless it's the people that they worked with that are kind of you know referring them to each other. But it's it's really funny when you see so many people together, like um, the Christopher Nolan cast. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're always together, even outside of Nolan movies. They're together. Well, well that one's easier. Um, like directors have a lot of pull on. Who that makes gonna- sense. Yeah. Um, but I, which I, I, I like, I always think that that sort of thing is, is pretty cool. Um, but, um, 
I think with just actors randomly working together, uh, that I don't know how they pull off, but it's cool because when you see two characters or, or two actors and actresses, whatever, have um, good chemistry together, you always want to see more of it. And when you get the opportunity to see more, I always think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to touch on in the news, very sad to hear that Adam West has passed. Oh, I was so upset about Super that. Super bummed. <laughs> I was I was like I was flipping through I was on my phone I was like flipping through uh, my flipboard and uh, <laughs> I was just like reading some articles it was like, I was like some tech news I was like some upcoming E three press and then I was like oh oh god no Batman no <laughs> and then and then that was like maybe thirty or forty minutes after you had sent me a, a text about Batman or a tweet about Batman power and I was like this is just all too real <laughs> well that was. I think the reason I sent that was because it was after he had already been announced that he had died. Yeah, and I had I didn't know at that point. Okay. It was all within like the same session of me sitting down and scrolling through stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the sad thing was maybe a month, month and a half ago, mm-hmm. I heard him on like an interview kind of. Well, it wasn't really an interview. Um, but uh, he was kind of a weird friend of the show of uh, the Dan Lebertard show. Mm-hmm. And they had Jeff Garland on, and one of the things he said was, like, when he was young, he lived, him and Conan O'Brien roomed together. Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah, Like, before either of them were, like, actually famous. And um, they, the two of them did this thing where they had, um, they did a fake talk show before Conan got an actual talk show. That's awesome. And so they would do this fake show, the two of them, like, kind of honing that skill or whatever. And so some of them would try and do voices. So like one of them would host like a celebrity. The other one would try and do an impression. <laughs> so Jeff Garland, the only impression I do is of Adam West. I think it's pretty good. So Levitar was like, well, we're kind of friends with Adam West. Can you stick around for a segment or two? Can we see if we get him on the line oh my and God. see what he thinks of your, so they got Adam West on the phone and <laughs> They had Adam West and Jeff Garland as Adam West, specifically Adam West as Batman, talking to each other. That is amazing. <laughs> and it was really funny, and, like, Adam West still sounded really good. He still sounded sharp. He was funny. Like, he was a weird dude. He was a kooky dude. But, like, he sounded really good on the on the, the TV, like, you know, on, on this show. Um, and that was just, you know, six weeks ago, maybe? Like, yeah. Um, so it's just really sad. And that, there's a whole other thing with that. Like, there's this not. I mean, obviously, it doesn't exist. But there's this Levitard show curse now. Over the last year, they've killed a bunch of actors. <laughs> oh god, um, that's horrible. <laughs> so like, that was a few weeks ago that he was on and he died. Alan Thicke was on with them. No, stop like, it. Like <laughs> two days before he died. Oh jeez. He was a big friend of the show. He was on all the time with them. Um, Bill Paxton was on. Stop. A like a week and a half before he died, oh and there was one other person too, like in the past like year so or so, crazy. like that all of them within a few weeks of like being on, they all like passes. So it's just like weird. Um, but yeah, it was just like I couldn't believe it after all of that. Like, yeah. Uh, see if you could find a link to that. We'll we'll uh, post it along with this episode. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it afterwards. I don't know if there's if it's on there or not. I'm, I might have to go deep deep. Digging for like they do like a podcast where they cut up like the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll see if I can find it there. 
Awesome. Uh, there's a, a show that I like to listen to. It's called Hollywood Babylon. It's Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. They do a like a weekly uh, podcast that well, a weekly recording of a show that they do live at a, I think it's the Improv in in California somewhere. Is the name of the place, and um, they just like it's just like a silly kind of event like the people go there they're it's mostly like all fans of the show so like it's like one of those chicken or the egg things i don't really know how it started because i i jumped in like way into when it like after it had begun okay um but ralph garman does these incredible impressions and he's always he's always spoken so highly of adam west and it's like it got me like super interested in the in the guy and like reading stories about him and like he just seems like a genuinely awesome cool dude <laughs> and like when you when you hear him talking about him he like talks about him like almost like a father figure it's it's so cool yeah you should, you should definitely definitely check them out if you ever get the chance wow um, okay <laughs> i found there's a, a youtube cut up of it it's a little less than six minutes long awesome. that the Lepetard show uploaded to youtube so it's like video and audio oh perfect and it's literally titled "Jeff Garland Does Adam West Impersonation for Adam West." That's great. Well, we'll set that up with this episode when we post it. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I just wanted to make sure we touched on that. That was a, that was a bummer. That was a, a, a rough read. Yeah. Um. So let's get into our our flick for this episode, which is Sausage Party. Which, uh, if you if you've never heard of it, you're wondering. My, this this podcast has taken a turn. Um, so this this uh, this movie was pretty special for me because I I signed up like years back for this. It's like this advanced screening thing, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not. I, I can talk about that because like this was one of the ones that I I saw. Like you're not allowed to talk about it until after it comes out, and it's been a while. Um, oh yeah, that came out almost a year ago, yeah. and you saw it what two and a half years ago something or something like that. that. Yeah, it was it was a while back. Um, I'm glad that you did this because I was going to ask you to like relay a bit of the story. I think yeah. this is a cool story. It's awesome. So I so we a couple of, I I signed up for this thing. Kim signed up, and uh, I think a friend or two have signed up for them. And what it is is every once in a while you get you'll get an email, and it's like there's this um you you answer a quick survey. It's like you put in your age, um, demographic, and then you. You like select it like from the check boxes that are shown like which of these movies have you seen in the theater which of these movies have you have you seen at all like and things like that based on your answers there they'll decide whether they think you're a good participant for a screening of a film um and it's free if you get picked you kind of find out then and there they just go like yep that works here's a, an email with your ticket number uh bring a guest you're good to go so you go in a lot of times you don't know much about the movie um there's been a couple of times where I've had gone and the movie title has changed. Like, like I, I was going to see like a screening of this movie and like, I was looking it up on IMDb and I couldn't find anything on it because they hadn't actually like released the real title of it yet. So it's just like a working title for the yeah. project. Um, and this one wasn't like that. This one, it was just sausage party. And I was like, huh, that's a, but I, basically <laughs> what I had just mentioned before, like this show has taken a turn. This was like maybe the third or fourth one that I had done. I was like, What's uh, what's this one? <laughs> this is weird. So you know, quickly ran through that in IMDb, and I was like, "Oh, Seth Rogen, like, was attached to it. Animated film, uh, Evan Goldberg. Like, I was like, okay, these names, I know these names. I was like, I don't need to read anymore. I'm in. I'll go see it. <laughs> um, I think my buddy, my roommate at the time, Michael, uh, who we've mentioned before, I think he had also signed up. So we had a, it, three of us went to go see it, which was kind of cool. And like Al mentioned, it was years back. Now, this movie came out in 2016. 
Um, and it had to be like a year and a half, maybe two years before that, that we had seen this screening. And the way that it went down, which was really, really cool, um, is it was all storyboards with full voice acting over it. So it wasn't an animated movie at all. Like it was just like it was still frames that they kind of they just kept like sliding to next ones and they would focus like they would kind of zoom on the characters that were supposed to be speaking. And the dialogue was just relayed. So we got this like kind of unique experience of this uh, of this story without having it go into the full animation. It was just really cool to see something like that in action. And clearly, like it's like in a rough stage where, and then you know they tell you that up front. They had maybe one or two scenes that were like wire animations, like yeah. just to to give you like a little kind of concept of how the characters would move about and things like that. Um, and it was. It's funny to see like it go from that, and then a few years down the road, the movie finally comes out, and it's like it's like in full color and animated and awesome. Like it was, it was really cool to see it progress, and I think that's why, like I've re- I've rewatched it again a couple of times since, and like it doesn't, it's it's a fun movie. I think it's I think it's worth a watch if you're if you're into their type of humor is is critical <laughs> oh, yeah. for for enjoying this movie. Um, if you're not easily offended. Yeah, good luck. Also important, um, <laughs> and th- but other than that, like it's like genuinely really funny in my opinion. And there's um, there's a ton of like it, it it's it's funny the way that it holds up. It's they're all these characters. They're they're all food in a supermarket, and there's just there's just constant puns. Whether it's visual or it's like the writing, like it's just constant. It's an hour and a half of puns, and it just to me that is so funny that they they actually went for this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually, when you say it that way, you, like, and, and you're right about it, um, I actually would have thought I would have liked it more, because that's definitely my sort of thing. I mean, I get you at least twice a week with some sort of pun when we're texting. Yeah. And I can tell how angry you are oh, at yeah. me, and how angry you are that you genuinely laugh at what I oh, say. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the entire movie. But um, yeah. so uh, well, just to continue that story just a little bit. So after, so we sit down, we do the screening, we watch it, and uh, in a couple of these screenings that had been in the past, they, um, they video you, uh, for those reaction trailers that they do, um, when they're doing like a preview, uh, on a whether it's a commercial or something, and then they cut to the audience laughing at something, or if it's a horror movie, they cut to the audience's reaction of a scene. Yeah. So a couple of them they had recorded like that. They didn't do anything like that for this one. But afterwards, they were like, hey, um, anybody available to stick around for a quick Q&A? We'd like to get your feedback on the film. It's like, oh, okay, awesome. We had nothing to do. So we raised our hands. We're like, yeah, we'll stick around. Uh, we got picked. And they, they pulled a, a, one group that we were in up out into another room. They, a couple of people stayed in the audience like that we were at where we watched it. And a few people went off elsewhere. And we're leaving it. And we're like, we're walking out of the theater. And Kim's like... Is that Seth Rogen? <laughs> and then you just hear like, the, <laughs> and like, oh my god! <laughs> and it was like that. That was one of my, uh, I don't, I, one of my few like starstruck moments. Like I've seen a handful of celebrities in the past, like on the streets in the city or something like that. But the two that have gotten me is like that. Like I was like, that is awesome because I love, I love his humor. I think he's so funny. And the other one was like the first time I saw Kevin Smith. I think I was just kind of like starstruck and and in awe. <laughs> but 
it was really awesome to see that. And, like they were they were there in the back watching and like seeing how people react to it. And I believe they were actually part of the Q and A of the big room, the one that we weren't in. Uh, uh, but there was a couple of things that I got to call out, like that I really enjoyed about what they did. Um, and I, it was like when those when I saw those things that were still in there that I thought like only I found to be super funny and hilarious, and they were still in there when the movie came out. I was like, yes, I was like, I'm gonna pretend I had a hand in this. <laughs> <laughs> But that was an awesome experience. And then when the movie came out, the first time I watched it, it was just like it was super good. Like for me, it was like as fun as the like seeing it when I saw it at the uh, at that screening. Um, maybe a little bit more because we kind of saw it to completion at that point. And then I followed up again with it, picked it up on uh, Blu-ray when it when it dropped, and watched it again. It was like it, it didn't hold up as much. And I watched, I rewatched it again, and it. I was laughing a little bit more, but knowing that the previous time it hadn't held up for me, so like I kind of know where it sits now. But I still find it very funny. It is very shocking at first, the first time you see it, and it holds a lot of its weight the first time you see it, and then after that, it kind of just falls off. Kind of like 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 the experience of like watching the original Hangover. Maybe not the original. the The first one, I I still think kind of holds up. But I, I get what you're saying. Like when, once all the the shocking and like the surprise things are gone, yeah, yeah, I get that. The second one for me, for sure. Like I can't. The second one I watch of The Hangover, I'm just like, eh, okay, whatever. I saw but, the second one once, and I never saw the third one. Yeah, the third one was not good. <laughs> the third one, I was like, surprising. I, I've never really wanted to walk out on a movie. Um, the third one, I, I was like. Ugh. I don't really want to be here anymore. <laughs> this is tired. So, so I have one. So I have uh, two, like two questions. One, what you said, like, weren't you like on an escalator, like right? Yeah, next oh, that to was the on the way. So that, on the way out of the theater, um, Kim had spotted him on the way uh, when we were going to the the focus group, and then when we were actually fully leaving the theater, they were on the escalator with us, and she uh, she turned around, she she like spoke with him she was just like well, like she, you know gave him a shout out it's like it was a great movie Seth like it was like it's so cool that just like he's like super grateful and he seems really shy <laughs> really but, yeah um or you know stoned that's probably one <laughs> uh, of the, the other thing was how, when you saw that initial storyboard thing how much of the movie do you think like you saw at that time oh we saw the whole thing it was oh it, it was the whole thing it was the whole story okay um front to back uh except actually one minor thing and um there's uh, spoilers, whatever. We're gonna talk. We're not gonna, you know, beat around the bush here. Um, yeah, so the movie's been out for almost a year now. Yeah, information about the movie's coming at you in three, two, one. Uh, at the very end, when they like talk about how like they're in a movie. Yeah. That's written by some Jewish guy. Yeah. Like that whole thing. That part wasn't the ending. The ending happened already. Okay. And it like it kind of closed off with like the the victory. Yeah. At the end, that's how the storyboarding ended. Gigantic orgy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was weird. For some reason, I feel like when we saw it in the storyboard. Oh, that was another thing. I think some things were the like were out of order when we saw it, but it, the story still worked. I think they kind of just rearranged things to make it a more cohesive story. I wasn't sure if like when they had you sit down, if they maybe showed you like half of it, where it was like these are a couple of big scenes. These are some of like the stuff, like, like the serious stuff, like sitting, like linking it all together. Like, no, they made it, they, they polished it up. It was nice. It was like, they, it was a really, like, it was a full story front, like start to finish. Like I didn't, there was no gaps in it or anything like that. Okay. Um, I just think they recut, well, not really cut, but like they kind of reordered a, a few pieces of it to make okay. it, I guess a little more appealing. Um, yeah, it was, it was super fun. <laughs> Yeah, no, that I mean that sounds like a like an awesome experience. 
um, I would love to do that sort of thing. Like that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The uh, another uh, the big one, the first one that I did was actually forgetting Sarah Marshall. Really? Yeah, we saw that. I think it was like maybe like it might have been almost a full year before that came out, and it's like. These things are like legit. Like when you go in there, they they like you have to check in your phone. You have they check your bag. Like they make sure that you don't have anything with you, nothing to record or anything like that. Yeah, um, they they hold on to your phone. Like they they give you like a ticket number. It's like a coat check kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and they don't give you a like a ticket stub or anything like that. They but and they don't really have anything with the uh, the name of the movie or any information about it printed or handed to you, so that you don't have any actual like stuff. But for this one, they had hula girls at the at the door for the movie and they gave you a lay as you walked in. I was like we were like, what is this movie about? <laughs> but that was a fun one. That was one of the ones where they um they filmed the audience reaction and it was actually I believe that movie was like maybe twenty five minutes to thirty minutes longer when we had seen the screening. Oh yeah. Like, yeah they have like an extended cut of that. I've seen it on T V before. Yeah. Uh one of the things that was extended was the Jason Siegel penis scene. Which lasted way longer <laughs> in the yeah, in the preview right. event, where it was just like he like I think that was like part of the shtick. Like he was standing there, you know, like and in the movie, the way that it's cut now, like he drops his towel and the camera's on him and it pulls away real quick and it show like it shows her face. But yeah. in the in the preview, like it drops and the camera just stays there <laughs> and there's there's no words. <laughs> and everybody gets super uncomfortable and it's really funny. <laughs> Not only that, but like the way they shot that scene, I think it's almost borderline sexual harassment because I don't think he told them that he was going to do that. It seems that way. <laughs> I think the way they shot that, like, her shock is genuine. Right. Because I don't think he – I think that was like – they. Sh I don't know if, like, they shot it a couple of times. Like, that was improv, like, them doing that because, like, he wrote and directed the movie, I think, right? Or he definitely wrote it, whether or not he directed it. I think yeah, I think he wrote it. I'm gonna I'll I'll pull that one up real quick. Um, so like stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I think he had a little creative control over. <laughs> it's very possible. I don't. I they didn't. You know, they didn't really talk about that movie. That was more of just a like, here's the movie. Let's see what people react. They didn't like do a Q and A or anything after. But I didn't realize that you had done multiple. I thought Sausage Party was the only one you did. Oh no, I've done a few. I've done a few of them. Um, yeah, he definitely wrote that one. He, he wrote it. He didn't, didn't, direct, he didn't it. direct it, though. Yeah. But uh, that movie is great. I love that movie. It's so funny. I was watching it a bit the other night. That's one of my favorite, like, comedy movies. The, I, I know we're talking, like, Sausage Party is the, is the movie that we're supposed to be talking about for this episode. But in, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, one of my favorite things, and this is, like, it, these are, like, the subtle things in a comedy that I find to be, like, that stick with me. And it's, like, it's the part of the movie that I remember the most. It's, uh, he's walking, if you've ever seen the movie, he's walking on the beach and he, um, or actually around the resort, he's on the phone with his brother, and he's telling him that he's like that he spotted her in the resort, and he's like following her, like he's yes. awkwardly walking behind her, and he's got his luggage, like fifty feet behind her, right? And then like he he addresses, he's like, all right, I'm gonna say something, and he addresses her, and he holds the phone down, and you just hear in the background, no, yes, yes, what are you doing? It's just like he's he's not on screen, but he's got the best performance in that scene. It's I, amazing. I like to keep going too. Here, walk away, Peter. Walk well, away. Walk away. <laughs> he's like, did you like that? Did you like what you saw? <laughs> <laughs> See, one of my favorite scenes from that movie, uh, and it's funny because it came up today because we're talking about like a week from now, 
we're having a big party at the house and we're doing a full on pig roast, Mm -hmm. like a hundred pound pig will be roasted at the house. And it reminded me where he's going to kill the pig. Yes. Yep. That scene, like, I almost cried. And I, like, still, like, when I'm watching it, I will almost I'm cry. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> no, it, it, that, as funny as that is, it's right before that when they tell him to do it. And he's sitting there and he, like, can't do it. And they're like, just do it already. And he starts <laughs> crying, yeah. stabbing the thing, and going, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm oh my God. sorry. That movie was an instant classic. Immediately when I saw that, I was like, "This is gonna be. This is definitely gonna be in my top ten comedies of all time forever." That movie is so fun. <laughs> I love it. I could watch that movie over and over. Uh, but back to Sausage Party. <laughs> I feel like this is like it's the it's the pizzas in that South Park episode about Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a couple of things that, as I was mentioning before, like there's the constant, like it's there's just constant puns, and I I took a couple, I rewatched the movie before we recorded, and I took a couple of notes down um, as I was going through just some of the really one, the funny ones that really stuck out to me that I thought were super clever. Where it's really funny the first time, and the second time it's just a chuckle. It's like, eh, there it is again. Yeah, there's plenty but, um, of good like just one-liners, one-off jokes. Yeah. Like, like, and I, uh, going through a couple of those, there's the German mustard, and they oh, they, uh, they show up a couple of times, and they're literally like they're they're goose stepping. They have like a they have a Hitler-esque head of the mustard brigade <laughs> there, and they're yes. there to exterminate the Jews. Yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> it's just like I don't sometimes like. There's a couple. What's nice about that is not nice. Sorry, that's the word. <laughs> what's what's funny about this is like these types of jokes. Sometimes you don't hear them the first time, and this was one of the ones that I didn't pick up on before. The exterminate the juice part, and like it's it, because it's all in the opening song, and I it's hilarious, and I didn't catch it at all the first time. See, I caught it, um, and like I was like, oh wow, like that's where they're going with this. And, like, like, I fully, like, internalized it, got it, like, and it was funny. But mm. what really got me was later when they're talking to Firewater and he's explaining how they wrote the song. Right. And he goes, I think, and he says, I, did I hear something today about exterminating the juice? <laughs> Why? Yeah. I love juice. I never told them to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, right, right on, hot on the, the tail of that, Firewater um, they, they're, he's part of the non-perishables, the yes. immortals. Yes. That's <laughs> another such a, like, a silly thing. Like, it's so stupid, but it's like, yeah, if you were to completely personify these people, the non-perishables would be the gods of food. They're yes. just around forever, the all-knowing, the wise ones. It's just also, another, thing. another tremendous voice acting performance by Bill Hader, who we yep. were talking about. 90 seconds ago. <laughs> exactly. He he's I he was one of the ones where I had no idea that was him. Um even I don't even think even after the second viewing until I looked up everybody up afterwards I was like, "Oh my god, like I couldn't pick that that voice out cuz he is putting on like a a silly voice obviously for the character." But I was like, "Oh wow, like that's and I that of course, like that's totally Bill Hader. Like and he's yeah. great. He's so funny. Um I did not realize um another one that I couldn't spot was uh, Ed Norton as, yeah, that one took me a while. As the bagel. Um, and actually, the only reason I ended up figuring it out was because I knew he was in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, eventually, I was like, wait a minute, because like I was like, kept waiting for him to show up, and I was like, wait a minute, it's the fucking bagel. That's him. Yeah. 
It's 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 so silly. His character, the bagel, Sammy Bagel Jr. Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and the lavish. Yeah, lavash. Lo- 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 yeah, like the two of them like constantly bickering back and forth, and it's obviously it's like this cultural fight, obviously, but between them and their food that represents those cultures, and it's just. It's just like this. It's ongoing. It's like, oh my god, this is too much. <laughs> and oh, like, way too much. Although I did enjoy the. Oh, I also I too know the hummus. Yes, yes you know hummus. Friend. I know hummus. <laughs> Any friend of hummus is a friend of mine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and then they, but like they quickly turn on each other. Like right after that, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, no, they they go right back to being dicks to each other. It's amazing. Um. And Nick Kroll as the douche. As, as, as the douche? Yeah. That was that was another one. Again, every line that he has is a pun, and he is a douche. Like he's Which is also funny. I didn't even make this association until right now, but you remember that on Parks and Rec? Yeah. He was the douche yeah. in Crazy Ira and the Douche. Yep. I wonder I, compl- I that I really hope that that's why. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But yeah, that's he and he totally was the douche, but then like the whole <laughs> the whole shtick that the douche is like this like roided out jock douche, yes, like he's yes. a, like he's like a Jersey Shore bro, like he's he's just really really way great. over the top. And um, oh my god, he he he's he used to annoy the hell out of me, but now I find him to be super funny. He's one of those people that I like that's like come around for me. Well, I, I, it's still one of those things that I'm, like, was genuinely surprised when you told me you started getting into the league. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking funny on that show. Oh, yeah. he that's, I think that is actually the show that turned it around for me, for him. Yeah, because I would agree. Some of his other stuff, he sometimes can be more annoying than funny. Everybody but he strikes the perfect balance on the league <laughs> Yeah, as being, like, so annoying that he is funny. And also a total douche. Like, he always plays a douche. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it's great. And uh, no more in your face than it is here, <laughs> or when he's the douche with crazy Ira. <laughs> <laughs> I love when, when like, Leslie goes on the show with one of them, and, she, and she's, like, addressing them. She goes, crazy Ira, the douche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just, he kind of just gives, like, a head nod to her. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Like, yes. yep, that, that is how you should refer <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> the douche. <laughs> Uh, there's a uh, another mustard, other than the, than the uh, the German Nazi mustards. The uh, what is he? I think he's honey mustard. Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah. And this character, I love this. Like he's he's seen some shit, right? He's yeah, he's yeah. been taken out. He knows what the gods do that they eat them and destroy them and mutilate them. Yeah. And then he somehow made it his way back to the store. I guess he got returned because he was unopened. But he's like he has like this crazy PTSD, and like nobody believes him, and nobody believes his stories, and he's freaking out. And this was one of the ones that I found super funny as a storyboard. Like he's he's standing like the, there's it's two scenes in the storyboard. He's um in the movie he ends up like kind of he tries to jump off the wagon and kill himself. Yeah. Right. But they catch him and they kind of fight for him. In the in the storyboard he was kind of just on the edge. With his arms spread out, and he's standing on the edge of the wagon in one scene, and in the next one, he's just destroyed on the floor. <laughs> and you, you obviously fill in the gaps, and it's just, it's just such a silly thing. But uh, he was, 
he he's another guy like he's another comedian that i find i used to find to be like super annoying but i guess once you get him he becomes funny um i think it was this is the end was when i found him to be really funny and now everything that he does i kind of laugh at well it's funny because like even though he was playing an annoying character like he was funny and i enjoyed him in pineapple express which was before that 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 character was ridiculous. The character it was, just would not die. It was, but they had a lot of funny interplay yeah. with Seth Rogen and James Franco in that. Yep. So even though he was supposed to be so ridiculous and annoying, he had good chemistry with the two of them, so it was funny. Yeah. Um, but I think even maybe before I saw that around the same time, like so I didn't know him that well, um, I saw him in was the, the Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller. Okay, I haven't seen that and, one. He's, like, not funny at all in that. He's just playing an annoying asshole. Gotcha. So, my, like, my early experience was, like, similar. It was, like, okay, like, he's kind of funny in that. He's really annoying in this. Like, it took me a while to kind of get past that. And, like, he's kind of walks the line in Tropic Thunder, like, mm-hmm. small role. Um, but, yeah. It kind of more cemented it in, the, in that way with, with, um, with This is the End. Because he's funny as shit in that. Right. Did you see him in Hot Rod? I never saw that. Hot Rod was a silly one. We'll have to we'll have to watch that one together. I'd be curious to see what you think of that. I didn't hear very good things about that. Um, yeah, but you don't usually hear good things about a comedy like this unless it's from the fans. Well, but I just like heard it was really dumb. It is super dumb. I'm not a huge Andy Samberg fan per se. I feel uh, like I, if yeah, like, if you're not an Andy Samberg fan, then this is definitely not the movie for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him in bit roles or like small roles um like his little role in like i love you man yeah like he's, he's funny in that but mm-hmm. like his stuff where he kind of moves more towards the forefront i'm necessarily not necessarily like a big like some of his skits on like saturday live are really funny but other than that I, i'm not really a big fan of his yeah i i i always found him to be funny i like his early stuff like awesome town it was like a I don't remember where we used to even watch those shows. I think it wasn't YouTube. It was like little clips. They were some. It was what was before YouTube. <laughs> I can't remember. It might have been like well, Ebound's World or something like that, where you would watch like these silly clips and videos. But um, well, he, was that like was that the start of the Lonely Island or whatever? Yeah, it was the it was before the Lonely Island. It's the same guys. Okay. Um, but uh, that's like it's like it's basically that as it like okay, let's turn this nonsense into a feature film. And let's just have these ridiculous guys work together and see what happens. But uh, I, I I find it funny. I understand though when I'm watching it, like he even this like this movie, this like anything with Seth Rogen and this crew, or anything with like Andy Samberg and that crew. Like I as I'm watching it, I was like I find this to be super funny. But I totally get that this is not for everybody. Yeah, you know. And uh, but the thing is, if you if you're watching it with somebody else that gets it and really likes it. It's a great time to oh, like, yeah. laugh with your buddies over it. Um, that being said, let's move a couple of other references that happen in this movie. One of the, a, a favorite of mine is the Mexican food aisle. Oh uh, yeah, when they go into the little saloon. Yep, they go into the saloon, and now that that scene goes a little bit further out, and there's um, Nick Kroll's character, the douche. He says, "Okay, so and." I don't even remember where the scene was supposed to be going, but the queso runs on the screen, and he yeah. goes, did you say queso? And he turns around, and he goes, even you know that was a stretch. <laughs> and he like, pushes <laughs> him off the screen. 
like all of these like these and like that's another one the pun is there and it's so heavy that it hurts <laughs> but i'm laughing at it because i love that stuff so much as stupid as it is the uh everything the liquor aisle the everybody's like drunk and having a night it's like a, a nightlife party to the the corn in the poop is it's zombies yo the zombie corn that was funny as shit because yeah. like they were like started showing that and i was like Tell me they end up doing some Walking Dead shit here. And then the corn starts moving, and I was like, yep. fuck yes! Yep. Um, there's Meatloaf, obviously. That was, that was like, one of those, like, like sight gags that, like, yeah. where, like, I started cracking up because, like, they start playing the song, and then they show the ghostly Meatloaf yep. driving a motorcycle. And I was like, like and, like, I knew the song... <laughs> But it didn't actually process in my mind that it was a Meatloaf song. Right. And I'm like watching it. And I was like, oh, my God. Meatloaf is Meatloaf. Right. Of course he is. Of course he is. Right. <laughs> and it's like it's one of those things, too, where it's funny and you laugh. when you It takes you a second to realize it's funny. You laugh. And then they keep going. And you're not laughing anymore. But they family guy you. Yeah. And they yep. keep going. And then you then they they have you again for whatever reason and you just start cracking up for like for literally it's just no reason at all. Just that it's meatloaf as meatloaf on a motorcycle. It, it's amazing. Yes. And and singing I would do anything for love. Yes. <laughs> while he's watching while literally he is climbing through like the Himalayas and watching the girl that he loves about to enter. Wasn't he about to enter she about to enter in like a gangbang like Yeah. I think so, like with the eggplant. Uh, yeah, I want to say it might have been the eggplant. Oh my god! So all these things are like it's really silly, and like all these puns are great. But then it's like maybe not that even. Like, I guess that's one of the scenes. It gets weird and it gets brutal fast. Like oh, yeah. so, there's the the whole scene where you find out for sure. Like you you actually not where you don't find out, but you see the characters find out about the gods. And it's all the people that got chosen that day. And the woman that bought them is about to prepare a meal. And the spud, the potato, he gets picked up. And he's about to, I guess, enter the promised land. when, And he's singing. He's singing an Irish tune when she just peels him. (laughs) And he just starts (laughs) screaming. (laughs) And, and, And everybody realizes the horror. That scene is so funny. Because it is so horribly brutal as it's happening, and then they pull out, and you just see the woman in the kitchen, and there's carrots rolling off the counter, and she just grabs them and eats them like it's nothing. Yeah, and then they go back to the chaos. So that, so that was the thing. Like that was the biggest thing I took away from this movie because, um, like kind of like the just a general like story and stuff like that didn't really grab me as much as like it did for you. Um, like a lot of those jokes didn't really land quite as well as I would have liked, but the action scenes in this movie were pretty impressive and also had me fucking dying laughing. Like I left hysterically any of those big action scenes in the the movie. And it was only after like the second one, that one specifically where she's like dicing the carrots and like grinding up like like something she's like stirring the salad or something like that like she yeah, like she puts her she she rips the salad head in half but when they show it as the salad she's putting her thumbs into the salad's eyes yes yes <laughs> and she's like pulling its skull apart it's horrible so, but i'm laughing. i was cracking up watching this but it, the, those couple scenes because the first big one i think happened right in the in the 
the store early on. Oh, like with the collision? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, with the fog of was, war? Yeah, and there was that whole thing with, like, I know there's always been a big scene for you, the Saving yeah. Private Ryan, the guy finding the arm. Yes. And did they have a, was it an Oreo? Was that what it was? Yeah, it's an Oreo. And he picks up, it's just, it's like just the cream side of the Oreo with the with the cookie on its back. And he's and he walking around cookie, like, right? yeah, he, yeah, he's walking around the fog of war and he, and he sees, he sees the other part of his cookie and he picks it up and he walks away with it. And I was like, this is shot for shot, Saving Private Ryan. Yes, it's yes. amazing. Which, which is funny because like literally yesterday... That scene of Saving Private Ryan was on the TV, and I was watching it, and I was like thinking that we were going to be recording this. Is like definitely got to bring that up. Yeah, like watching the dude find his arm in the water. Mm-hmm. But it was after the scene where the where the the woman takes the food home, and um, she's like peels a potato and does all that. That's where like as I was settling down, like a couple of minutes after, like I literally had to pause it because like I was laughing so hard watching that, and I was like. Oh my god, if this was a movie where, like, those foods were actual real people, that would have been so vile that oh, yeah. everyone in the theater would have been throwing up. Oh, yeah. Like, if that was an actual horror movie, which is what they were basically shooting in that scene, <laughs> and those were people, and you were watching those things happen to people, like, I would have been violently throwing up. Right. But because it was food, I was cracking up laughing. It's it, Exactly. It's like, it, it throws you for a loop, and the whole time, you're thinking about that. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is so funny. Oh god! If this was real people, this would be so horrible. Right? Yeah. The, the, the rest of the movie, I had that kind of hanging out in like the back of my mind. Yeah. yeah. While still laughing hysterically at whatever the fuck was going on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, there's so another scene another like scene. I, I, again with like all this like feeling bad for these things. Like this one, it's not obviously couldn't be real people, but he's um, Barry, Michael Sarah's character. Yep. Is in the house of the druggie. And oh, yeah. he's talking to everybody, all the other food pieces that are there. The pizza, who's <laughs> freaking out. He's like, I can't walk. You ate my goddamn legs, man. <laughs> he's like crawling through the pizza box. And then the toilet paper comes out from the bathroom. And he's like, yeah. And they go, what did he do to you? You don't want to know, man. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> and he just slinks back into the bathroom. It's so horrible. But Michael Sarah's character, also really funny because... I love Michael Sarah. I find him to be hilarious. And his character goes from being the total like pushover to becoming the hero of the movie. And yeah. he becomes confident Michael Sarah at the end of it. Yeah. And it's just like he's like got no time for any BS. He's like, yeah, we gotta kill these guys. And then he, he comes into the supermarket with the guy's head and he's this is him as confident. And he's like grabbing the guy's head, he's like, Oh, I'm such a fucking idiot, that's why I'm dead. And he's he's moving his mouth. <laughs> it's so silly. But he's still he's though he's been a runt though, the whole the whole movie. So it starts off, he's got like he's kind of like deformed. He has a deformity, he's like almost half a hot dog with yeah. a mushed head. But then at the end he meets the in in the middle in the midst of the food orgy that we're not going to go any further into because it's just awkward. <laughs> but in the midst of the food orgy, he finds a bun, the bun that has been smushed by Kristen Wiig's character, and he goes, "I love how your face just sort of gives up halfway down." <laughs> it's, just, it's just so horrible, and like oh, this so horrible bad. line is in the middle of this ridiculous, disgusting, insanely graphic food sex scene. <laughs> It's like, what is happening in this movie? That's, that's like, I went into that knowing, like, the words were on the paper. Like, I okay, there's a scene that is very graphic of food fucking each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. 
And then I saw the scene. <laughs> yeah. Like you think you think reading the words a bunch of food fuck each other very graphically in basically hardcore porn. Right. It was like, oh, okay, like that that is what it is. And then you watch it, it's like, huh. <laughs> yeah, Even it's a it's really awkward. It's part of the reason why I if you haven't seen it, I urge you to go see this movie because it's a really strange thing. Yeah, it was um it definitely went on for too long. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's not it's not the family guy syndrome there it doesn't it doesn't go on too long and then you become okay with it no it just you just feel worse. worse and worse as you're yep. watching it and then then you realize oh that's what they were going for <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't supposed to enjoy that yeah <laughs> oh, still human uh, um, <laughs> um there's a, a couple of like they're all around good. Uh, all around, they're all around great with comedy writing. Um, was it Evan Goldberg, like Seth Rogen, like that crew, and all the yeah. other folks that are involved? I think, I think Jonah Hill too was. Yeah, I think so. The actual story, and that's actually where I'm going with this the Jonah Hill character. So there's a, um, they do like they they touch on a lot of like the different like the channels for like delivery of comedy, right? So like we mentioned like the puns, and there's the one of my favorite things is also like matter of fact, like super blunt in your face line that is just like this is the truth that's why it's funny kind of thing yeah um, frank was it frank no what's jonah hill's character's name oh uh, uh, hang on a second I... carl carl oh so carl dies carl gets sliced in half and um that one was brutal frank is asking barry he's like did he suffer <laughs> and barry goes Oh yeah, he did. It was truly horrible. <laughs> and was, that was one of the ones that floored me that I was laughing so hard that I like missed the next few lines <laughs> because it just like it just so that, it's, that matter of fact, it's like that line and it's over and it's like that delivery is just beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. Um, there's it, it. It really is like if you like them, you'll like this movie. I feel like, or you'll at least laugh. You won't, you won't necessarily want to watch it more than once. I wouldn't blame you. Um, you probably wouldn't watch it again, would you? Um, you didn't love it. Yeah, I didn't love it. Um, some of it was more than a little too heavy-handed for me. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'll see it again at some point. Like, it's on Netflix. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it on Netflix again. Right. right. That was where I saw it for the first time. But like, I'm sure I'll end up throwing it on, like, like on HBO, like in the background at some point when it's on. Like, yeah. That's fair. I mean, that's that's better than some movies. That's better than a lot of movies. I feel like. Yeah. Be, you, you you would you would watch it again. For me, the movie holds a little bit more weight. Like I want to. I'll watch it again because I'm just kind of tied to that like first experience that I had with it, and it's kind of just remember that when I watch it, and I think that's awesome, and I really enjoy it. Enjoyed that. I watching it. Like I said, I know I understand that this movie's not for everybody, and even for me, like if I had just seen the movie, I would've been like, huh, that's funny," and I probably wouldn't have really watched it again. I'd be in the same boat as you. Like if it's on, maybe I'd throw it on in the background. But uh it's a it's a silly one. I say I say check it out. Push push the boundaries on how offended you can be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give it a give it a shot. Um, yeah, it, it was just it was just too much at some points, like Yeah, I totally get that. Um was there anything specific that you uh like that like you would want to change? Or does the like? I feel like changing any of those things, like or any of like the crazy outlandish things, would just completely negate. No, the, for the me, like I, I don't have a problem with that part. I've been a fan of all their movies, like yeah. 
like I enjoyed this is the end like and I don't want to get into it here like you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's just, it's like like but the thing is though like if you start changing the scenes or if you start changing the writing it's it's literally there to to kind of to push that boundary, I feel like. I I know it is, which yeah. is why like it is what it is. Mhm. But overall, I would say I I I would say give it if you're if you're into their comedy, give it a watch. If if you're into their humor. Yeah, no, if you're someone who's a fan of theirs, like there is just generally like Rogan Goldberg content. Like, right. like that stuff is there. Like you will get laughs out of it. Yeah, and if you're if you are kind of on the fence with them or if you like if you don't find some of their other stuff to be hilarious, you probably should just not. Yeah. <laughs> just not. That's true. And if you are if you, if you get offended by Anything <laughs> you probably shouldn't watch this. Well, if you get offended by anything, you probably aren't a fan of theirs to begin with. Very true. Very true. Cool. Uh, you got anything else on this guy? Uh, no, I don't think so. Sweet. All right. Well, that's it for this week's Flicks in the Six. Uh, brought to you by the Spin Tune. Check out spintune.com to catch a new episode every Monday and a new article every Thursday. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can reach us at The Spinchoon on Twitter and Facebook or email thespinchoon at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-S-P-I-N-C-H-O-O-N. Thanks for tuning in.